Hello there, I'm Rob Manifield, and welcome to the Everything Racing Quiz. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Everything Racing Quiz, the place for F1 and motor racing podcasters and fans to put their motorsport knowledge to the test. Across four rounds with 50 points up for grabs, my contestant today will be looking to cement their place on the Everything Racing Quiz leaderboard. Last time out, my good friend and fellow podcaster Ben Fox, host of the Historical Oracle Guide to podcast, came on the show and scored a very respectable 31 out of 50. But how will my guest today do? He's a YouTuber. I've worked alongside him before. He is one third of a fantastic YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, it's a great pleasure to have this man on the show. It's Mike from F1 Fanatics. Mike, how are you doing, mate? I'm very well, mate. What an intro that was in terms of that. Um, I'm very grateful to kind of be working before. Obviously, the last time was we got to talk about your F1 love, Michael Schumacher, in a kind of Legacies podcast, which was, uh, we described it, I think, at the end, a journey. Uh, It certainly seemed like that at the end of the kind of two hours or whatever uh, we did. But, mate, I'm I'm excited for this. Uh, It's nice always to kind of put your motorsport knowledge to the test. I'll um, I'll see if I can kind of get ahead on this obviously prestigious leaderboard. Everyone wants to be at the top of the (laughs) F-Thing Raising quiz. You know, this this is the one that everyone aspires to. So uh, (laughs) uh, I'll see how I can get on. Um, But I'm looking forward to it. It's always good fun to kind of have a quiz yeah no absolutely yeah no it's the prestigious one and that there's there's only one person on it so far and you know you've got you, you've got a good chance again uh ahead of the one person you've got one person to beat so i'm sure you'll do absolutely fine uh I'm guaranteed me... a podium spot at the moment <laughs> let me just before we go forward i'm gonna people i mean to be fair at this point if you're listening to me you're bound to have watched f1 fanatics on youtube and either that or you've listened to the like the what you've mentioned the michael schumacher f1 legacies project journey that we did together it really was a journey it was brilliant and um yeah but if just in case the five people out there that have not seen your channel and what you do just give the listeners a, you know, a rundown of what you do and what f1 fanatics is about so f1 fanatics i'd probably best describe as it's kind of like a fan channel it's based uh me ash and steven we're just kind of f1 fans and it started off uh just as a preview review channel and now that we finally got racing back um it it can go back to that core and and then obviously there's the topic videos uh i said the f1 legacies was a series uh that we do that obviously rob very kindly did when we looked at michael schumacher and you know other other things and it's basically we like to kind of have a good in-depth discussion about formula one and share our passion for the sport which obviously if you listen to this you probably have a passion for f1 and motorsport yeah, very well said, mate. And I have to say, obviously, we're racing homing back. The content must be just, you must be coming out of your ears. But I have to say, you three have done a proper great job over this long, long, long winter break in getting us content almost like every day for like the last few months, which is very admirable. And I think, like, I'll speak on behalf of the rest of the F1 community, like online community who listen to you and watch your channel and that say, thanks for your hard work, mate. It's It's filled the gap. Mate, I uh, appreciate that. It was more to do with, I I just kind of, nobody tells me to shut up. It's amazing when you get to control the channel yourself. You, it's just like you can put out a video. No one's there to say, you probably shouldn't do that. And and people still comment and like it. So I'm like, oh, okay, okay, let's keep going. Let's yeah. keep doing more. But mate, I, I think to all of us kind of content creators, whether it be in podcast form, or YouTube, it, it's been immense effort to kind of get regular, great quality content out for people, which, and to see the community grow as it has done. Obviously, we're part of uh, that group uh, that shows it's just, kind of. It's like got... Fight Club, we're not meant to talk about it. First rule of oh, uh, right, F1, yeah, sh- tw- F1 sh- content <laughs> community you're not meant to talk about F1 content community. And the second Damn, rule is God, you're not I, meant to I talk about F1 rule. content community. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. <laughs> it's a great little chat, though, though I have to say sometimes I'm like, I'll look away from it for about an hour and I'm like, holy shit, there's like 250 notifications. I'm like, oh, you 
guys, come well, on. It's, I'm, I'm it, it's basically you take a load of people who love F1 and it's like putting it in a blender. And it's just like, <laughs> just everyone's like, obsessed about this, obsessed about this. Ah, oh, F1, it's back. Is it back? Are you sure it's back, Rob? I think it's back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I, I love being part of that community. It's great fun. And it's very supportive. So, yeah, lovely little community. But enough about that. It's time for you to get your thinking cap on. So, before we start, for the listeners at home, you ever listened to the first Everything Racing quiz? Like I said at the start, it's four rounds and there are 50 points up for grabs. I'll explain what points are up for grabs in each round, but yeah, it's just it's just a fun little quiz, mate. There's no pressure, and uh, I wish you all the best. Here we go. Let's start off with round one, which is simply a ten-question racing quiz. One light, two lights, three lights, four lights, five lights, and it's go, 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 go. Okay, Mike. So first round is just you know it's simple. I'll read you a question. You tell me the answer. It's a point per correct answer. 10 points up for grabs. And it covers various topics of motorsport over the years. Are you ready? I'm ready. I mean, for for a moment there, when you said you give me an answer, I was like, brilliant. I just have to give any answer and I get the answer. <laughs> what yeah. an easy first round. <laughs> wouldn't, it, wouldn't that just be lovely? It would be lovely, wouldn't it? Right. Here we go. Down to the serious business. Here we go. Question one. What number... Does Scott McLaughlin carry on his Shelby Power Ford Mustang in the Supercars Championship in Australia? I mean, I should know this because I watched a bit of the esports on it. I, I, I don't know this, so I'm going to take a stab in the dark that it's eight. Sadly, it's not eight, my friend. It is 17. Well, if you add a few numbers to eight, you get 17. So I was quite close <laughs> on that front. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish I could take it, mate. But unfortunately, I can't. But nah, uh, it was, I really enjoyed the supercars eSports stuff. I thought it was really well presented. And actually, the racing was really good fun, especially when Verstappen was just kicking everyone's ass. The the commentary was really entertaining. Like the guys they got onto it were really good. Because a commentary is an underrated bit of, I think listening to motor racing because it can really add to your experience and kind of make something on track better than it what it actually is and yeah i think the whole package you're right they they did it very well yeah i mean you say the commentary thing i mean that's why murray walker is so loved because he could make the most boring processional race sound like a must like a must watch thriller so i think you're spot on yeah i completely agree with you rightio mate let's move on to question two who won the 2015 Indianapolis 500? Oh, you, you're kidding me because I've only recently just started getting into IndyCar. I know 2017 was won by Takuma Sato because that was Fernando's first attempt at it and Honda blew up on him. The irony. Um, Standard. <laughs> I'm going to go scott dixon just because i know that he's been pretty incredible in indycar over the past what was it a couple of decades he's been in this sport now yeah pretty much it's it's not the right answer i'm afraid you'd have thought he's got dixon it's actually good old juan pablo montoya is it really wow yeah that was hit because he's, he's he's won the Monaco Grand Prix and the Indy 500. He's one slot away from the, the Triple Crown. But yeah, out of nowhere, he won the 2015 Indy 500. And no one wants to, no one seems to talk about it anymore, which is really sad because I remember being really excited. But yeah, Montoya won. That is really sad. Yeah. Oh, dearie me. Never mind. Right. Moving on. Question three. Where did Nigel Mansell score his first Formula One victory? So I need the year and what Grand Prix it was. Ooh. Was it for Lotus or was it for Williams? Uh, I confirm or deny. Well, <laughs> are you sure, mate? Are you sure you can't just tell me the answer? <laughs> I then say that answer it's, and then um, I get the point. All I'll say is, all, I, all I'll say is, it's one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that, that's good Oops, to know. Well, he started off at McLaren, didn't he? I'm going off tangent here, trying to stall. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> da, 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 the, the Grand Prix he won first. I no idea. I, I'm going to go Portuguese Grand Prix in 1980 no because 84 was won by louder so i'll stop myself on that one and 85 was senna right i'm scrapping that one uh french grand prix 1984 
Incorrect, my friend. It is the 1985 European Grand Prix at Brands Hatch. Well, he was the most successful, should have probably gone for that, uh, successful British driver since Sterling Moss, wasn't he? Mm, he, he was a bit of a natural because he won there in 86 as well. And that was the last time the, the British Grand Prix uh, was held at Brands before it went to Silverstone full time for 87. But yeah, that was his first victory. That's when Murray Walker was literally going, he is exultant, he is exuberant, and he's got every justification to be. And I remember that being like, when I was growing up, seeing that clip thinking, that's an amazing line. Like, what a way to describe it. I but, mean, uh, Murray yeah. Walker just has a whole f- book full of those amazing lines. I always loved, uh, it was like, the lap before the last one uh, was a classic that was yet to get repeated. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the car except it's on fire. It's my favourite. I love. I just think that is such a great line. Oh, I love Murray Walker. I'm going to have to do an episode on Murray Walker. He's just a legend. <sighs> right. Come on, dude. You can do this. I reckon... It's a strong actually, start. Quite... It's got to be, hasn't yeah, it? You... We've had a good well, discussion you... about this. The... I'm learning a lot, so I'm okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right. This one, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've written it. And considering the fact that you haven't got the first three right, I feel like a bit of a bastard for putting this pe- uh, question in. But we're going to go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you might you might you might uh, you know what i shouldn't doubt your knowledge here we go to the nearest half mile how long is spa francochamps half mile to the nearest half mile oh well so it's 0.5 1 1.5 etc it's like 7.2 kilometers isn't it it's the longest uh ooh. yeah it's seven point I'm going to go conversion. It's a couple of kilometres per mile, isn't it? Oh, I'm going to go three and a half. Oh, it's not three and a half, mate. It's four and a half. Four and a half miles to the nearest half. So it's actually 4.352. Then round that up to the nearest half mile, it's 4.5. I mean... I got closer than I did to the previous three. <laughs> so I'm considering that progress. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like I said, that is, I, when I wrote that down, I thought, oh, I reckon I might have a good chance of that. And actually, no, I feel like a bit of a dick. It's all right. Don't worry. Five points still up for grabs, mate. You got this. Here we go. Question five. Who won the inaugural Formula E championship in 2014 slash 15? I believe I know this one. I'm Ooh. pretty sure it's Nelson Piquet Jr. And you are correct, sir. Well done. You've yeah, got your first point on. on the board. We're not on zero anymore, guys. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yes, I had a feeling you might get that. Well done, mate. Yep. Finally, a point on the board. And let's see if that streak can continue. I'm sure it will. Here we go. Question six. In which year did Mark Marquez debut in MotoGP? Ooh. So not like Moto Two or Moto, well, you know, two, you know, whatever. Um, the top category, Moto GP. Oh, that is. I know he's in and around the Valentino Rossi era. I, I my gut feeling is around about two thousand and seven. So I'm going to go there. Two thousand and seven, you're going with. Yes. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, mate. You're way off. Uh, <laughs> it's, t- it's 2013. Right. Okay. So um, he, he, clearly, he, he, I've, he just, uh, I've, I've thought he's older than he is. Yes. He was pretty damn young when he debuted. So he, deb- he replaced Stoner at Repsol Honda and he won the world championship in his debut season. That's incredible. I mean, I, I readily admit I'm not a massive follower of MotoGP, although I have been advised because the racing is apparently oh, incredible. Mate, it is unbelievable. I've I've been to a couple of MotoGP Grand Prix. I've been to Silverstone a couple of times, and I don't remember much about the first... Well, I do remember about the first time. Lorenzo just... It was the year Rossi broke his leg. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, half the crowd are there for Rossi, and he's not there, which is really sad. And then... Lorenzo sped off and was never seen. Like it was just a, a complete annihilation. And then twenty thirteen, uh, twenty seventeen, I went. It was an absolute banger. It was an amazing race. Ooh. Like and just seeing the the riders, like how fast they are and how close and like they get to each other. It's just, it's unbelievable. It's a it's a true spectacle. MotoGP. 
oh it's it's brilliant i can totally see why it has such the following mm, i bet i bet it's well worth going to one day okay so moving on to question seven i reckon you'll get this you'll you'll i'm in fact i'm really confident you'll get this which right. race that, that's a setup to fail <laughs> <laughs> which race is famous for being the shortest race in f1 history so again i need the year and the race oh man no i'm <gasps> no way i thought you'd get this I've, my mind's gone blank i can imagine it but no oh, uh... I, you know i'm gonna give you a, a pretty obvious why it might be the shortest i'll give you a clue it was seriously wet on the day like mega wet that's all i'll say like torrential beyond torrential <sighs> You knew if it was bad, if it was getting called off for rain, you know, before the modern era where they wrap everyone in bubble wrap and send the safety car every 10 laps. Would it be somewhere like the Nürburgring in 1968? It's not, unfortunately. I know where you're going with that. That was the year Jackie Stewart won, wasn't it, in, the, in torrential conditions? Am I yeah. Right yeah. Uh, it's not. Good, good answer, though. It's the 1991 Australian Grand Prix. So the race was like insanely wet. And uh, the race lasted for the grand total of 24 minutes and 34 seconds. And it was Strong by... effort, that. Yeah, yeah. It was won by Ayrton Senna. Um, it's, yeah, the shortest race. I have to say, if I turned up on the day and I went to watch a Grand Prix and it was 24 minutes long, I'd be livid. Albeit, to be fair, I'd probably understand it because it was just... If you look it up on YouTube, it's just you, you'll see the rain and you'll understand why this race was called off. It was it was unbelievable. I think as a I think as a modern fan you would, but back then everything mm. was so relaxed. They're probably like, eh. so that gives you an idea just, as to how wet it was. That in nineteen ninety one they were they they called off a race because it was so wet. Like you look at races like we've discussed it ninety eight in in Belgium and that was just like unbelievably wet and that race didn't get called off so yeah it was in insane so but yes that was the answer to that one unfortunately mate never mind moving on to question eight I hope you get this one right after breaking both his legs in Formula Three thousand in nineteen eighty eight. Where did Johnny Herbert finish on his debut at the 1989 Brazilian Grand Prix? Oh, I thought you were going to be easy there and said who broke his legs in F3000. I was like, it's Johnny Herbert. And then yeah. you said Johnny Herbert. I was like, oh, I'm buggered now. Uh, where did it he finish? I mean, I haven't watched this as a classic race for you, so I'm buggered. Uh, <laughs> it, the race itself isn't that memorable other than the fact that Mansell won it but the reason why it's it's quite a noteworthy place he finished is because of the fact that he'd like recently like just like, broke his legs like horrifically yeah. like months prior so it was it's I think F1 did like a top 10 greatest debuts or something and this was named number one on their list I'm gonna go with like sixth to say that he got in the points, but he wasn't anything spectacular. Incorrect, mate. He came an incredible fourth. My theory was there. I yeah. was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't pod him, but he did better than I thought. <laughs> that was pretty much the entire oh, highlight of his, of his very early F1 career was literally, he, he told a story once of how, because it, was, it wasn't at uh, Sao Paulo, it was at, in Rio de Janeiro, and the track was like insanely bumpy, and there was like one bump, which every time he hit it, because his legs were still really tender, um, his legs would like bounce around inside the, 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 uh, inside the cockpit, and he was just screaming mm. in agony. So he'd have to like bite down on like, I think on like something like his balaclava or something, or like part of his helmet strap or something like that, to kind of like just get through each lap, like as he passed that bump. But um, yeah, he finished fourth, which is insane, to be fair, considering well the done, circumstances. Johnny. Yeah, well done. That's, that's very impressive. Mm. Right, here we go. Now, I've said it before. I'm confident you'll get this one right. I, I, I now really do think you'll get this one. Here we go. Question nine. Which car did Sebastian Vettel take to the 2010 Formula One World Championship? The Red Bull RB what? Ten. 
No, it's not 10, it's 6. The RB6. Why did I not just take the time to just kind of count back? (laughs) Come on, think about it. Oh, no. I I just rushed it. I got excited, mate. You got got excited. excited. I could tell. Because oh. so so many so so many cars were ten around that time. Yeah, they are oh, no, but oh, yeah, I can totally see you thinking, mate. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, mate, never mind, never mind. Right, don't worry. I've what what have I got? Um, out of a possible nine points, I've got one, <laughs> but it's out of fifty. I'm working this out. How am I going? Exactly. I'm going to have to do very well in the next rounds. But you see, it's okay. Yeah. You'll be fine. You're fine. All right, here we go. Last question here. Question 10. Um, It's an IndyCar-related question. Um, Before I I ask it, how you say you've been recently got into it. How recent? Because hopefully you might get this. Since last year, I was following it a bit more regularly. uh, Did you watch the uh, um, online stuff, the iRacing stuff? Yeah. Well, no, 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 as in... No, no, I was saying the 2019 I, yeah, season yeah. that followed a bit. Yeah, yeah. But did you watch the um, iRacing stuff as well? Because it's, it's sort of, you, if you did, you might get this. Okay, I watched bits of it, so okay. we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes. Okay, right here we go. Question ten: IndyCar circuit Barber Motorsports Park can be found in which U.S. state? So I don't doubt the fact that they would have mentioned it's the Grand Prix of what blank on um, on the broadcast for that iRace and, and whatever. But yeah, Barber Motorsports Park can be found in which US state? No idea, so I'm going to go Arizona. Oh, if we're going to say it then, if we get to the right letter, it's Alabama. It's the Grand Prix oh, of t- Alabama. Oh, oh, oh dear. Never. Oh, mate. Never mind, mate. It's it's fine. a strong effort. I, I mean, I'm happy that I got one. I, and you know what, mate? I'm the real winner here because look at the education I've got in that first <laughs> yeah, round. Exactly. Incredible. Some some stats that I've got now. I should really thank you. You, oh. mate. You get nine points out of ten oh, for all those very much, mate. For all oh, those much. kind of questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I feel. Um, I don't know. <laughs> slightly awkward but thank you very much <laughs> if i've taught you something uh, don't worry no, I'll, never I'll, mind mate. I'll, I'll give you your award afterwards mate okay thank you very much <laughs> much appreciated right well like you said mate uh that is one point out of ten but never mind never mind moving on now to round two okay so round two is called who am i basically i'm going to read you out a very short uh, bio biography of a motorsports personality could be past could be present and you've simply got to guess who it is two points per correct answer there's five of them here two of them two points per correct answer um are you ready to roll i'm ready to go all right here we go let's see if you can get the full 10 points i'm sure you will here we go first person here we go after a very short spell in Formula One, I now race in IndyCar. My greatest achievement was winning the 2016 Indianapolis 500 as a rookie. They currently still race in IndyCar. Yes. Uh, would it be Takuma Sato? That is incorrect, unfortunately, my friend. It is Alexander Rossi. Oh, Mr. Rossi himself. I know Mark would be very angry that (laughs) I got that wrong. Yeah, he went into his first 500 and won it. Did he really? Mm. It was proper like, oh, my God. Because I think he did a few races back in 2015 for Mana. And um, Mm. obviously... Didn't he, he never really had the chance to light the world on fire? So when he actually came out on the on a world stage and and won the five hundred, yeah, people were like, "Holy shit! Like this guy's good!" Like, and he he is he's good. It's he's probably he's one of my favorite IndyCar drivers. He's really entertaining, and you know, mm. hopefully you can just like because I don't think he had a particularly strong opening weekend in Texas. So hopefully you can get his season on track. But yeah, they 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 had a few technical problems in the car mm. in Texas from. 
what I saw of it. But yeah, yeah I, I know he has a big cult following in America. He's he's very popular over there, yeah. and obviously, uh, you know, Rossi's a he's a great kind of name. Mm, definitely. Radio. Moving on to who am I? Number two. I am a retired two-time MotoGP world champion. I won a world title riding for both Ducati and Repsol Honda, and I retired at the end of 2012. I wasn't always the most popular rider, but I was always one of the fastest. Right, I'll I'll have not a Scooby on this one, uh, because it's MotoGP in 2012. Uh... I'm going to give you a clue. Remember when we talked about Mark Marquez? Yeah, I, I, I was gonna. I was gonna this... say, is it Stoner? Correct. It is Casey Stoner. Yes, I feel like I kind of steered you to that one, but I'll, I, you know, that's fine. But yeah, we got you. Well, when I heard it, my gut instinct went Stoner, and then I was like, 2012. I was like, did I? But then I was like, I was starting to remember that conversation we yeah, had. When yeah, like, He repl- Mark Marquez replaced him, didn't mm. he? absolutely that's why i put him in here i thought oh if he he might remember it from now but yeah casey stoner you got two points on the board very good right moving on to who three am- i'm mm-hmm. feeling incredible what's that sorry? three i'm feeling incredible yep here three we go. points i'm um, here we go yep definitely here we go who am i number three my son currently races in formula one and he scored more points than i ever did in only his first race I raced for both McLaren and Stewart Racing in the 1990s. Joss Verstappen. Nope. It's Jan Magnussen. Oh, the Stewart one. I was convinced. No, Matt, no. Verstappen did race for... Um, Verstappen did race uh, for Stewart. He got dropped <sighs> for um, Joss Verstappen So uh, in 98. But yeah, um, Jan Magnussen, he was at McLaren in 95, at the end of 95. And then he joined Stewart in 97 and then got dropped halfway through 98. Oh, it makes sense. And obviously Kevin uh, finished on the podium in his first race. So yeah, yeah. which make a lot of sense on that. Mm. Third on the road, oh. second on afterwards. Yeah, I'm uh, yeah. And sad, isn't it? That's been the main highlight of his entire career. And it was like his first race, but... Yeah, and then McLaren dropped. He's one. Because... He's one of those guys who've just been a bit unlucky in terms of the opportunities, hasn't he? Mm, absolutely. Yeah, he's kind of. I mean, going to Renault obviously wasn't the greatest move, but in the end, I thought going to Haas was actually quite good. But as long as if Haas can get their their act together, then hopefully they can give him some half decent machinery because he's actually pretty damn good. Is Kevin Magnussen? Mm. Mm. Oh, definitely. And his dad's proven that there's a lot of motorsport talent there because he went on and was fantastic after F1. Yeah, definitely definitely right here we go who am i number four i'm a retired ex dtm driver and f1 test driver my husband runs a current formula one team oh well I want to say the only one I know is probably Susie Wolf on this one, but I wasn't sure if there was uh, well, potentially Gary Paffett was until the kind of marriage thing came in. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go Susie Wolf. And you are correct. Yes, it's Susie Wolf. Yes, Susie Wolf is. Uh, well, I remember. I remember when she did her test with Williams at Silverstone and there was all this hype leading up to it and then the car conked out after about a lap and a half which was really sad <laughs> everyone was gutted uh, she was actually quite talented was Susie Wolf I, I thought she was quite good too yeah I, I think there's there's quite a few but you, you know with everything uh, there isn't talent alone doesn't necessarily get you places there's a lot of politics involved and there's a lot of things that have to fall into place to having a shot at having a successful F1 career. And she, unfortunately, uh, things didn't quite fall into place for her. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. All right, here we go. I reckon you've got this one in the bag too. Here we go. Who am I? Number five. Two F1 World Championships, 32 victories and 97 podiums. My stats speak for themselves. Fernando Alonso. 
Correct. Yes, it's Fernando Alonso. Well done, mate. Yeah, told you you'd get that. And there was like no hesitation there. That is a good old Nando himself. Ah, oh, yes. Two, for, I thought well, he had more wins when I was looking this up. But no, 32, which I know is still a lot of wins. But you, you'd think a driver of his ability would get more. But then he did spend, you know, about five years in duff machinery. So... Yeah, I mean, I know obviously Fernando well. People who know the channel well know mm. that I'm a big fan of him. So I knew that stats when we've done him yeah. recently. We did a track, uh, a driver rivalry between him and Seb mm. of who was better. So the stats I was a little bit aware of. So as soon as I had 32, he's the only one, I think, on that number. So it was bang in the bag. Absolutely. So well done, bud. That is a grand total of six points out of 10 in that round. Bringing your total now to uh, bad maths. You can tell it's a first seven. Thank you. Yes, seven out of 20 so far. God, you can tell it's nearly the weekend. I'm knackered. Right, seven out of 20 <laughs> so far. <laughs> seven out of 20. That's still that's a good effort to get your six out of 10 there. Well done, mate. But let's move on to round three. Actually, before we go into round three, I'm going to play a quick promo for an F1 YouTube channel that you absolutely should go check out. Hey there guys, I'm Will and I run the Formula Podcast 1 channel over on YouTube. We do a bunch of stuff looking at, obviously, real race reactions as well as delving back into the history of the sport and using a bit of my technical knowledge as well just to go through and analyse the cars and basically break down why Formula 1 teams do certain things and how the Formula 1 cars work on a whole. So if that kind of thing interests you, do feel free to check the channel out and maybe leave a like on a few of our videos and, of course, drop a subscribe if you are feeling really generous. But, yeah, hope to see you over there, guys. Uh, have a good day. So round three is called In Reverse. So this round, basically, I'm going to give you a topic and I need you to name the answers in reverse chronological order. So it could be, say, the winner of a particular race. So you're going to name, say, like 2019, 18, 17, those, that sort of thing. Um if you get one answer right and that's it you won't get anything but if you get two answers right you'll get one point three answers right one point four answers right two points so for two you get right you get an addition an extra point you only have okay. to go up to 10 answers to get the full five points available for each there's two of them here two um questions are going to give you Five points available for each, and it's a point per every two answers you give me. Okay? Okay. All right, here we go. I've got a good feeling about the first one especially. Your first topic for In Reverse is, and it's very apt considering this is the Grand Prix that's on this weekend. I need you to name me, in reverse chronological order, Austrian Grand Prix winners. So even if they've won it one year, then the, sa the same person won it the year after. Still going to name it. All right, so... Start with 2019. Who won the Austrian Grand Prix in 2019? Max Verstappen. Correct. 2018. Max Verstappen. Correct. One point. Twenty seventeen. Is it Valtteri Bottas? It is Valtteri Bottas. Twenty sixteen. Uh, this is where Hamilton and Rosberg collided. I was just remembering who went on and won it. Uh, I know Rosberg went out, but did Hamilton go on? I I'm going to go with it. Lewis Hamilton. That is correct. Two points. 2015. Uh, Lewis again. That is incorrect. It was Nico Rosberg. So two points for that one. Uh, so yeah, Nico won it in 2015. Do you, do you, how do you reckon? Do you reckon you can go from there? Bear in mind there is a bit of a gap in time. So how do you do? You reckon you got it from who? You know, remember the order from there? 2014. You won't get any points no. for it. I'm just intrigued. I oh, know you don't. Okay. Oh, I I don't, but I I can give it a shot. Uh, Why not? Just for the bands. It would be it would be a Mercedes. Mm -hmm. Um. So I, I I'm gonna say. Because I don't think Hamilton's been particularly strong at Austria. So I'm going to say Nico again. That was right. Then there's a bit of a leap in from you know, to the next one. To 2013. No. Nope. Oh, nope. further back than that. 
Oh. 2003. Well, that was Michael Schumacher. Yep. Then 2002. Uh, who is that? I'm going to go Michael Schumacher. Uh, no, no. Uh, yes, it was. It was because they switched on the line. That is correct. Michael Schumacher did win it. That's correct. 2001. I'm going to guess Schumacher again. That's Coulthard. And in 2000, ah. it was Mika Hakkinen. But, yes, you got two points for that one. So, well done, mate. Moving on to the second in reverse topic. This one, actually, I was like, oh, blimey. This one was, this one's actually going to be a little bit, you have to, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it might be tricky, but we'll see how you get on. Um, Red Bull Racing Drivers, since it's their home weekend. Uh, so, basically, in order that Red Bull have employed or promoted someone back uh, up to the main team it's kind of in that order so it can it might get a little bit tricky to start with at least so but yeah who who was the most recent red bull driver alexander albon correct then it was pierre gasly correct one point then it was max verstappen correct then it was daniel ricardo it was Kvyat. Oh God, no, no! I thought I said Kvyat. You said Ricardo. Oh, no, you said Ricardo. Oh no! no, no I thought I said Kvyat <laughs> no before way. that. Oh, I was jumping ahead of my yeah, game. Yeah, it, it was the next is Ricardo, 2014. Oh mate, I was like, oh, he's he's gonna do this. He's gonna go. Oh no! Never mind, mate. Never mind. So obviously, mate. Danny, Danny Kim was 2015 because <laughs> he replaced Vettel. Um, then, no, I, then it... I, I knew that, but I just thought I'd said him. Yeah, I, I just, no, I, I've you... gone. A, I've gone ahead in my head yeah. before saying the words out my mouth. Oh, mate. <laughs> oh no, it was Daniel Ricciardo. So who who was after Danny Rick? So after Danny Rick was Sebastian uh, Vettel. Yeah. Then. Then it was Mark Webber. Yeah. Then it was. Oh, this is a good question because uh, a... David Coulthard was the start of the team, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't be him. Uh... Was it Liuzzi? It was oh, Liuzzi, I don't think. No, Liuzzi. No, it wasn't Liuzzi because remember, I'm going for 10. So let me. It's irrelevant now because you, you got it, but it. Uh... I've got it down as Robert Dornboss. Yeah. Forgot about him. Yeah, so had I. And I'm literally going to have to quickly Google him while i got you on here so I can just check. <laughs> I think it's Robert Dombos. Yeah, he re- he raced for them in 2000. Oh, my God, Wikipedia. Help me out here. Uh... But to be fair, it's irrelevant. You got it wrong. But I'm, I'm, I'm just really curious to make sure I got it. For more for my mind, because if I got this wrong, I'll be frustrated. But um, Dombos, yeah, so he was, he was in 2006. And then he replaced Cleon. Yeah. So it was, yeah, that's right. But cool tide, you're right. It was the first Red Bull driver because he, he went in as their, like, their number one. So, mm. yes. But never mind, mate. That is one point on the board, bringing you to my, my calculations 10 out of 30 so far. But it's all good because there is a massive 20 points up for grabs in the final round. So I technically can't go top. But I could get within one point if I absolutely blitz it. Yeah, if you somehow magically get it on the uh, on the, if you get it on the um, without really guessing anything, and you just get it straight away. I mean, to be fair, you deserve all the points in the world if you do that. But you you can bring it within a decent amount of of Ben before you got thirty one. So let's see how you get on. Moving on to round four. Okay, Mike. Round four time, 20 big points. 20 big points? Oh, my God. 20 big ones. 20 whole points up for grabs in this one. Round four. It is simply called 20 questions. So I need you to give me up to 20 yes or no questions. And you need to basically work out who this particular F1 driver is. It'll be an F1 driver. Could be past, could be present. Uh, it'll always be an F1 driver in this round to make sure it's kind of fair for everybody because, you know, if I started doing random (laughs) different categories, it would be really, really harsh. So it's always going to be an F1 driver, past or present. 
20 yes or no questions and uh, yeah 20 points up for grabs you ready yeah okay so just so i get this Mm -hmm. i've got to ask a yes or no question and And then then this narrows it down yeah cool got you yeah. So say, for example, if you get it right in, I don't know, say if you get it right in five questions, so you've asked five questions. I'll then, get 15. Yeah, exactly. You'll get 15 points. Exactly. Right. You ready? I'm ready. Right. Let me just get his bio up in front of me. Okay. Here we go. Hit me with your first question. I'll go with the easy one to kind of narrow things down or not in some case. Uh, is he a world champion? Yes. Is Tell me he... what you're thinking. Tell me what you're thinking. I'm not saying you have it much in mind now, but yeah, if, you, if you're thinking about it, then let me know. But yeah, gone. Didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm not as scooby on that. I was just trying to narrow it down. Is yeah. he a multiple world champion? No. Okay. Right. Let's. Let's go through my head in terms of one-time world champions. So we've got Rosberg, Button, Raikkonen, Villeneuve, Damon Hill, Mansell, uh, then Keke Rosberg. I'm pretty sure John Surtees is a one-time world champion. Farina is a one-time world champion. Mike Hawthorne is. I, I'll, I'll narrow down. Is he British? Yes. Okay. Now is it down considerably, doesn't it? <laughs> it, it does. Uh, did he race uh, post... Did he win his championship post-1990? So after yes. 1990. Yes, he did. did. Yes. Okay, so I'm. I've got three mm-hmm. that it could I, be, and I I know I know who they are already in my head. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Well, I, I I suppose do I do I play it safe? Well, I'll, I'll rule it out because they'll go there. Uh, did he win his world championship in 2009? No. Okay. Well, I suppose the easiest one to do is uh, did he win his world championship in 1992? <laughs> yes. <laughs> is it Nigel Mansell? It is Nigel Mansell. Well done, mate. You've got it right there. in seven questions, including the correct answer. There's seven questions, 13 points. Well done, mate. Good effort. Good thinking. Yeah, you, you, the way you, 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 you start... Good question to start with. I have to say, is he a world champion? I'm going to have to start picking non-world champions. It's going to be a lot harder. But yes, well <laughs> done, mate. Great effort. Let's go. I need to do the maths here. In fact, it's, yep, I got it here. Uh, well done, mate. Good effort. Good effort to get your score. Nice. That's a respectable score you're finishing on. Your final score is... 23 out of 50 which to be fair mate considering you had one out of 10 in the first round i think to get back up to 23 out of 50 is a very good effort so well done i think it's a mammoth comeback uh, in that terms is. of that uh, just just the first round could not have gone <laughs> i just I, it's one of those things where you you just have a mind blanket Mm. At the time, the Jan Magnussen one was like hard. If, if I'd spent a little bit more time thinking about that, and also the Sebastian Vettel one and the the RB well six, it was mm. instead of the RB ten, that would have uh, worked out a lot better. But I what, that I, I I thought that was a really good quiz, mate. I enjoyed that. That was, that was a lot of fun, and it was a uh, useful for expanding the motorsport knowledge as well. Ah, well, thank you very much for coming on, mate. I have to say, it's been a real pleasure. Uh, before you go, mate, uh, obviously you mentioned, you discussed F1 Fanatics at the beginning. Uh, do you want to just tell the viewers where they can find, obviously, you know, you're on YouTube, but about your other stuff, anything else you do, like obviously social medias and stuff, just just give a bit, one last plug for the for the show and, and, and your channels and your, you know, social media, etc. 
Look at this, thank you, mate. Look at this all airtime just on the plug-in. I'm, <laughs> I'm running out of things too. Uh, well, uh, the Twitters is at fanatics underscore F1, and that's the main account that I run uh, from there, which is F1 Fanatics Mike. Then you've got uh, my brother's account, Stephen, which is at F1 Fanatics Steve. Um, I believe it's like capital F's and capital S as well. And then Instagram we do, which I'm not as active at because you'll know yourself mate by mm. kind of running separate accounts it's, it's hard kind of doing the juggling act between Big everything time. is yep. uh f fanatics underscore f on mike i'm pretty sure um on that front i see i don't even know that off the top of my head, <laughs> but um yeah. yeah i have to say instagram for podcasters and youtubers is kind of a useless tool isn't it it's just a bit like um it has to always have a picture and you're like well i can't be bothered like just let me just put let me just write something it's fine yeah, it's, yeah twitter's, I, I, twitter's the go-to absolutely mate that's what it go to and people need to make sure i uh, gotta make sure i plug you in this because i couldn't because i remember you were like oh can people follow me it's on apple accounts isn't it uh it's on soundcloud that they can follow you if they got an apple account Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, all the usual podcast apps, Podcast Podchaser, that's one as well, Podcast Addict, or all the good spots. Yeah, if if there's a if there's an app I'm not on, it probably ain't worth your time. So like... <laughs> there you go. That's yeah. that's a hell of an endorsement. Yeah, <laughs> in right. terms of everything racing podcast only goes on the worthy uh, platforms. <laughs> the ones I can be bothered to upload to, more like. But, like... <laughs> uh mike my friend it has been brilliant having you on thank you very much for taking time out of your evening to come and do this with me it's been a pleasure mate i've had a brilliant time in terms of that like i said i really enjoy these quiz i know some people come on like i must win in terms where and i, I i've just kind of had a good time learning talking motorsport within it I, i've probably uh talked a fair few a bit more than what ben did uh <laughs> expanding no, no, on answers because i'm like i didn't know about that oh that's yeah. interesting <laughs> Nah, no, not at all. Absolutely fine. By the time this goes out, uh, it's, the Austrian Grand Prix would have taken place, mate. So um, just for the listeners now, so we can uh, either go, hmm, well predicted, or what was he on about? Who do you reckon's... Uh, pick, pick the top... I'll put you on the spot here. Top three for the Austrian Grand Prix. Because by the time it's all, the, this comes out, it, it'll all be over. So uh, what do you reckon? You're lucky. I've already done the Austrian oh, GP okay. preview. So I've, I've, I've done my podium. Three. So my podium is I'm back in Max to make it three out of three. I've I've quietly just think out of this whole Corona break, he he's been out of the spotlight. He seems to very much go on, and I think 2020, uh, he just seems very focused uh, this year to do so. And the Mercedes looks so good in testing that they can't do it. So I, I, I'm going to back Lewis to actually do well in Austria, which is probably a rarity, um, and come second. And Valtteri Bottas to complete the podium. That's my top three. Mercedes right. dominance, but Max somehow finds a way to win. That's that's. I have to say, it's it's a. I wouldn't even call it a safe bet. Because I think a safe bet is just Merck's one two, then half a minute down the road to Verstappen. But actually, no, it's a it's a spicy little bet to put Verstappen over the Merck's at the beginning of the season. So it's it, <laughs> congratulations on your correct prediction, there, Mike. Insert second one or oh, commiserations on that terrible prediction, there, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> It's so the take a, of editing. Which, whichever you, you it is great <laughs> <laughs> mate uh while i'm here i'll give my prediction well yeah um lewis bottas half a minute verstappen third vettel's in the motorhome having a cup of tea he can't be fucked um leclerc <laughs> a, a further 20 seconds down the road um the, the hasses are like 17th and 18th uh, Latifi fails to qualify. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think of other. Here's a, here's a question for you. Here's mm. a question. Would you put Alexander Albon, bearing in mind obviously what we've heard about Ferrari, either they're sandbagging or they're like we've really cocked up on development. Mm. Um, <laughs> do you think Alex Albon can genuinely finish ahead of uh, the Ferraris? Because obviously through his time uh, at Red Bull, he hasn't really genuinely on pace beaten anyone in that top six mate it'd be really it would depress a diehard ferrari fan like me to say yes but um <laughs> i'm not gonna lie that it's it's a possibility it's it's uh, i really hope 
Ferrari just come out the blocks and say, ha ha, <laughs> joke's on you, and just go half a second quicker than everyone, but I, I, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But uh, we'll have to see. But yeah, by the time you're listening to this, the Austrian Grand Prix will be over. The Stiefmark Grand Prix, I have literally no idea how to pronounce it, will be coming up that uh, at the weekend, so enjoy that. And uh, yeah, like I said, mate, thank you very much for coming on, mate. Much appreciated. No problem, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's always nice to kind of come on and chat motorsport with you. It's uh, it's great fun, and hopefully, you know, we'll do this again soon. Definitely, mate. Definitely. Right. Take care, bud. Speak to you soon. Bye.